Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Freakert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oni, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning and welcome to the Coffee Club. And I hope you're doing fine this morning. The Zoom keeps chattering in my ear, seeing people are coming in and out of the room, and I can hear that all the time. But hope you're doing well today. Things are well here. We've been pretty busy the last week. We've got Another edition, the fourth edition of the Book Talk series or the podcast up last night. That pleases me. We are now in iTunes and all that good stuff, and you should see that distributed all around pretty soon. Not done any real outstanding cooking this week. Um, Tried a few different things when we did our Walmart order and the food was lousy. I will tell you one problem I did have, and it's a good with um, taking my meds, and all of a sudden during the 
the book talk show last night. I, of course, I don't have to talk on that one, but my phone kept going crazy and vibrating, going in and out, and my blood sugar had spiked in. It had went in too high of a range. Well, I couldn't stop the book club to go to, you know, to do anything about it, the book talk. So I waited to after show and got some stuff, took the proper medicine, and before 9 o'clock, it was down under 120. It was down at 112. It was perfect. But when it goes down that fast, you feel kind of, nah. But it's good today, so we're good. So a lot to be thankful for. Jenny, what's going on with you besides you getting prepared for your book talk? Well, it's been kind of um, quiet around here. Well, we've been busy. Lots of utility bills. I got my um, scanner to work again. Yay, yay. Because I still use that. And so that's a good thing. And what else is going on? I guess I'll be making a Walmart order today, maybe. And You're watching me doing the boring things, the directory. Watching you work on directories, and I'm trying to read one book, finish one book, so that I'll be ready to read the one I'm supposed to read for next week. And There's just something about typing in all these people's names and showing them as deceased. I'm in that Lonesome Valley right now in the directory and gets a little you know after a after a certain while but hey that's part it's kind of the of job depressing when you think there's that many people that are dead yeah of course if they graduated in 1923 or 27 or whatever year I'm in right now 27 I think it it does tend to happen that way you know age takes care of everything so are you pleased with your work on book talk so far i am we've had different people coming which is always good and gotten some people interested in our in our mailing list and yeah and we have the same same thing available for the coffee club but pushing the book talk this week and doing that real hard so you're hanging in there. All right. Let's take a trip to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where Tim's got more worldly, worldly things like snow coming. Yeah, we've got uh, supposed to get uh, three to five inches tomorrow and four to six on Saturday. So hopefully they're wrong and we won't get any. But I don't think that's true. And uh, um, looking forward to tomorrow night's countdown, 1967. Should be a fun year. I thought I'd switch it up on you. But 1967? Okay. Yep. Yep. That sounds like a good year, I think. At least, well, I should tell you I've already got it ready, so... Oh. I know it's a good year. <laughs> anyway, 1967, and, uh, yeah. And I apologize to anybody who uh, sent in 
request to my Tim at legendoldies.com request line. Um, I'm having trouble with that. I will try and get that fixed before the show today, but not sure if I will or not, but I think it will. <laughs> the problem is, and it's not Tim's fault, nor is it mine, the mail providers are always switching their addresses or a number on the SMTP or their outgoing or ingoing server. You know, the boring detailed stuff to email you don't even like to think about or mess with changes. And when that changes and they don't tell you, then that affects on how you get the mail. So we'll get Tim fixed with that. So... That, sh- that should be fixed for Tim. All right, let's go to Jeff in Albany, New York, where he's got some lovely ladies on his mind. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, everything is good here in Albany, New York. Just thinking about uh, artificial intelligence and all the ramifications that are going to be made with it over over the next few years, of actually for the rest of my life, I'm sure. Everything is good here in Albany, New York, although it's cool, and it's windy out, and we've got uh, snow. Well, no, we may not get any snow maybe till the weekend of that, and they're not even sure if it's going to be snow or if it's going to be rain. But it's everything is good here at Albany, New York. That's very good. So let's go to... The home of the most famous home in Altoona, Pennsylvania, where they they need all the props they can get. Go ahead, Chris and Dave. Well, yeah, this is uh, Sunshine's house. Oh, okay, uh, but <laughs> no, not mu- not really much going on here. It's twenty eight, so it's a little chilly. It's been really windy, and we're supposed to get snow Friday night, at least some. Or mixed precip or something. Who knows? They're not so good at predicting the weather. So, no, they're not. Much nice. else going on, really? And tomorrow's Donna Day, isn't it? Yep, it oh, is. Oh, it is We're Donna going to Longhorn Day. Because Longhorn has the. I called Monday night, and they have the lamb chops that she likes, and they only have them for about six weeks. So, any good reason to go to? That, but it is National Donna Day. So, if you know anybody by the name of Donna, be extra nice to them. But <laughs> Chris and Dave's Donna goes out of her way every other week to come over, and she lets Chris tag along. And her and Dave, they're brother and sister, but they have such a good time. She's a nice lady. She is. You know, so that's National Donna Day every other. Thursday. We made it up right here on The Legend. Let me, before we turn it over to all the calls, tell you what's coming up. We're going to talk to everybody, see what's going on, this, that, and the other. Then shortly after the 10 o'clock hour, maybe maybe some of you, you will like this or not. Those raised hands just keep right on coming. Um we're going to delve into a little bit about if you're a visually impaired person and you don't know where to get started in ham radio, 
well, we've got something for you, the type of accessible radios you may want to use. And especially with all the snowstorms and all the trouble in communication, I think you're going to find it quite interesting, some visually impaired hams taking their time to sit down and explain to you what's current and what's relevant. So maybe from days gone by, maybe you'll enjoy a little bit about how to communicate. So that's what we got coming up in the second hour, along with another surprise, I can't say. So, but that will be coming along in the second hour. All right, Jeff, let's get to those hands. All right, Beth, can, uh, Beth you're first. You can unmute yourself, please. Okay. I, th- I believe I'm unmuted now. You are. Go ahead. Oh, good. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm a little, I can't believe it. I'm a little mad at myself. I spaced the book talk yesterday, and that was something I'm, I've been looking forward to each week. I'm sorry I didn't come on there. <laughs> I mean, we I have a podcast for you. I'm getting all excited about it, though. <laughs> I'm going to definitely try for next week to get on because I know I love it. But yeah. um, I, I've been having a good week and getting some, you know, doing all kinds of activities except Monday. I was so tired in the afternoon. I just couldn't, in, in the afternoon and the evening, I just couldn't hardly do anything. And I, mean, I was on a phone conference Monday evening and I, did all right on that, except I did doze off a little bit. But that was one of the conferences that I normally like to be on, too. <laughs> but everything went really well. There was one thing I know that when, when I was at my podiatrist's office on Monday, the nurse there took my blood pressure, and I was happy because it was 136 over 66. I sure couldn't complain, and I'm really glad that it was the, the way it was a, a good blood pressure reading so that's all right with me well very good beth so anything else going on that you want to talk about over the past week there's going to be something and i'm thinking it's next week that there's going to be a, a we're going to have a lunch outing here it's going to be in clearwater minnesota where it'll be at a place called clearwater truck stop and I'm looking forward to going there. And I like these outings that we have. I think there's a target outing either today or tomorrow. Someone told me yesterday that it was today, but I, I didn't see it on the calendar for today, but I saw it on there for tomorrow. <laughs> Hope you didn't space it. Yeah. But at least you're well, going d- along and having a good week. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm definitely having a good, relaxing week, and that's all right, too. Well, keep us posted. If you miss any of the, all you got to do is go to Legend Oldies and click on Book Talk, and you can listen to any of those four podcasts. So they're all right there for you. That'll be good. So you won't miss anything at all in all the books. And if you want to contact Jenny at, what's your email address you want people to contact you at, Jenny? J Sparks752 at gmail.com. 
And I'll remember that. I got right. She'll that. send you the link, and all you got to do is click on it, and you can subscribe right to the mailing list. It's very low traffic, one or two messages every other day or so. And you can get all of the books we talked about and the the numbers and everything. So you won't miss a book. How about that? That's awesome. So do I just send you the email and then put subscribe in the subject line? No. No, no, send no, no. Send me no. the email and I'll give you the address that you can click you can the link on the and then you subscribe on that. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah. yeah. That's I'll all you got to do. remember that. It was jsparks752 at gmail.com. gmail.com. Okay. Right. What, wanted to make sure that I got your your email correct there <laughs> yeah but we'll get you all signed up and then you can make sure that you don't miss a thing all right that sounds right. good and i appreciate that all right beth will you have a good day you too thank you bye-bye and then we have an area code 302 that's up next and i was bet you that's here. dave in delaware i bet you all right dave oh, right. or debbie go ahead go ahead dave Uh, mute yourself, please. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, yes. Yes, we can. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, I want to thank the uh, Vox Populi. The information I got last week led me to the solution to my computer problem. You guys are great. <laughs> yeah, we, we sure tell ourselves that every few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now... I have another question that I would like to direct primarily to the musicians out there and to heavy iPhone users. I, uh, a lot of you on the crew profess to using the iPhone uh, a great deal. I'm wondering, is there any totally blind person out there who is able to use GarageBand? I can tell you that you may want to go to the Apple Viz website, and they have a lot of people who use that stuff. I, I'm not a musician, but there are people who have, I'm sure, that do use it because it's also available on the Mac. And they just updated it made it more accessible, I understand, just in the last day. So it's funny you mentioned that. They just made that app more accessible. But okay. I, I'm go not one to Viz. help you with that. It's called AppleViz.com. All right. A-P-P-L-E-V. Well, we'll because uh, it uh, could be a very handy tool uh, if it can be uh, effectively utilized. One more thing. Uh, Chris, how do you guys spell your last name? I'm writing down that scallop potato recipe from last week, and I wanted to give credit where it's due. R-E-I-G. H A R D. Okay. Now I know. Thank how you very to, much. Now I know how to spell it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, you never know what good your question might uh, bring down the road. That's exactly right. Well, thanks very much, thanks, guys. Dave. Thank you, Thank Dave. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Next on our list is Joe Sorensen out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Can you unmute yourself, please? Okay. Good morning, Worldwide Legend and Coffee Club listeners. It's 41 degrees, partly sunny skies, 
up to 58 today, down to 39. 68. 58. Six. Oh, oh, six, oh, 68. Ten, 10 more degrees. Okay. 68 and 39. I'm not, I'm not used to being in the 60s yet. But anyway, the unusual thing yesterday was Ellen's birthday, and we went to the village inn like we usually do, but and scrambled eggs, sausage, and all the good stuff, English muffin, and uh, I had lemon... Lemon... Lemon supreme. Le- lemon supreme pie, and Ellen had strawberry rhubarb. Well, anyway, we got up to the paying the bill, and surprise, the manager gave us a whole... Free without us asking or anything, and this even before Wednesday, a whole cherry pie. And so, this is great. And so, I had the iPhone there, so on, on, on the way back, I had to pull up, skip, and flip cherry pie. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a song they did, Cherry Pie by Skip and Flip. I played that at many requests from that then. Did you guys finish eating it yet, or is it still in the fridge? No, I, I put it in. I I put it in the refrigerator. We'll probably have some of that uh, tonight when we get back from our from our uh, Bible study. So, <laughs> isn't that a wonderful thing? You get a free cherry yeah. pie. Yeah, you know that was interesting because that's the first time that 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 has ever happened to me. I was like, "Whoa, cool!" <laughs> I, I think because we we are frequent customers. And you, usually on, on Wednesday you get people a get a free slice anyway. But, but uh, this this was not even Wednesday yet. So just out of the goodness of his heart, and because we we actually come there when when the management is so happy with uh, with you coming there on, on the almost regular on a regular basis. And we got good service and all that it was nice. It was really nice. That was perfect top off because I don't know what it was with our with our Sunband service but they, everybody all the drivers were running late but it worked out just beautifully so anyway just briefly I just wanted to tell you uh, Bill you and Jeff Bennett got in my dream and Bill you That's said scary. Oh. <laughs> I knew you would say that yeah I knew you would say that anyway it's so specific because Bill you said there's this website for all you want to know about radio and it's called internetradio.com. And so Ellen and I went to the website, and it, it, it it's actually strange. There was some listen link that said Adobe Radio, but there wasn't actually nothing to, to listen to. <laughs> oh. Also, a watch, uh, thing is this, you know, a video so up, but you can't even watch a video. <laughs> Maybe maybe I better work on another website. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, maybe. I don't you know. You think we can bring <laughs> one back? Yeah. You think we can bring one back? The two old boys. I don't know, Jeff. We'll, we'll bring back. We'll bring back uh, Bennett's Radio Ranch or something like that. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Which uh, that that's been dead for a long, long time, guys. But that was my first attempt at doing a website with I- radio stations. Oh. Didn't even know any such a thing existed oh, wow. at one time. <laughs> I, I knew about Gene Autry's ranch, but of course, because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm 81 years of age, so I'm I'm back in the saddle again. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good, Joe, and enjoy your birthday yeah, from yesterday, and nice. just enjoy it. Hey, before you go, what's lemon supreme pie? I know what lemon meringue pie is, but what's it, lemon it supreme? Has, it has... 
Greek, uh, cream cheese. That's because I asked them that. I said, I, I've had, I had lemon meringue pie, but the lemon supreme, what, what does it have? He said, cream cheese. That, that actually makes the difference between lemon supreme and a great big tall lemon meringue. Well, Sounds there good. you go. Have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. All right. Bye, guys. Thank All right, you. Jeff, Gail Gruber in. out in uh, Minnesota. Unmute yourself, please. Hopefully I'm go unmuted. Go ahead, Gail. Well, it looks like it looks like I'm having a continuous battle with getting the right shower head for my shower. Oh. <laughs> we went from uh, the <laughs> kitchen to the shower. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the shower head, Wendy can see this, but I can't. Water goes all over the place. It's aimed the wrong way. Uh, she claims the maintenance people don't know here what they're doing. I don't know what's going on, but I do know one thing. The shower itself is, the pressure is right, the water temperature and everything like that. But I don't, you know, I don't understand all of this. It's been, since the inspection, this is, we've got new refrigerators that I don't like very well because the the handles are not handles like on the door where you can pull the handle. You know, it's inside. You have to get your fingers underneath inside to pull the door open. And if you don't, if you're not, if you're not in the right place, you're liable to, to fall, you know, with getting hit with that refrigerator door. They're doing all kinds of crazy things here that I don't understand. And now the manager is going to be coming today for something else. The one good thing that happened was my I have a light night light in my bedroom and the bulb burned out and I didn't realize it was the bulb I thought it was the electricity that caused something but they changed the bulb and they did that right and everything's fine and um, otherwise I we haven't really I haven't really done much of anything else Wendy still comes twice a day every day and everything's working out there most of the way we have our disagreements, but, you know, isn't that always the same with people sometimes? But, Gail, Gail your showerhead, uh, on most showerheads, now, I, 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 there's sometimes there's a, a knob on the showerhead to adjust the kind of flow that, it, that it's doing. And maybe, that was adjusted. That was adjusted, though, according to what okay. she says. Well, maybe she didn't adjust it right. And also, you can tilt that showerhead so it's more to the wall rather than towards the shower curtain. And that would, if, it, if, it's, if it's a bathtub you're, you're in when you're taking a shower. Uh, or it's a walk-in sh- shower. It's a walk-in okay. shower. So yeah. maybe, maybe the problem is not the shower head itself, but the seal. When you, when you, uh, it doesn't have a shower curtain. How do you close? Is there a door that you close when you take a shower? Uh, there are curtains. Curtains. Oh, there are curtains. So maybe. And one curtain, I have two curtains there. May- there's may- one that's a short one, and there's one that's a long one that goes all the way to the floor. So that okay, should- so maybe the problem is the way the curtains are set up. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, but uh, nothing or- wrong with with helping, with trying to help. You know, that's not no, that at all. That's the only thing I can think of because uh, 
I I don't have a shower stall like you have, but I have a bathtub and it just has a regular shower curtain, and that seems to be fine. So there may be something wrong in in, in where you have to tilt the shower head more towards the the wall, and that may get some of the dripping out of water coming out of the into the bathtub. Keep it there rather than leaving the bathtub onto the regular bathroom floor. Yeah, well, I don't have a bathtub. No, but you do have a wall in that shower but as well. I have a wall in that. Yeah, but and you know inside there, yes, but. Um, I, you know, the the one shower head that I had before went like what I would call straight down, and the water came out of that, and none of it, nothing dripped all over. The, I didn't have any problem with um, anything all over the floor and all over the bathroom. You know, well, if it's coming out from above the, maybe it's just aimed too high maybe it just needs to be lowered or something if it's coming out with the curtains closed maybe well, it's shooting we'll work, over the curtains we'll work something out one way or another i hope so anyway other than that um i'm i'm doing pretty well uh i've been still uh listening to tim every day which helps a lot <laughs> And still trying to stump the DJ, which helps a lot, too. So, so Tim, keep up the good work. Oh, and Dave and Chris, I liked your new intro for Mix It Up Monday. That was neat. And I left a message on the voicemail. Yeah, we, saying, we saw that. They, they, keep, the, keep up the good work. That was neat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Other than that, everything else is going well. Hopefully we won't get, well, from what I heard, we're supposed to get a bunch of snow, but I hope they're wrong about how much. Enough is enough already, as I say it. I'm looking forward to spring. (laughs) That's all there is to it. Anyway, you have a good day, and thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. you, Next on our our list of people, Bill, is Bob out in in, uh, Michigan, I guess. Let's go to Uh, Bob Bob in Michigan. Go ahead, Bob. Unmute yourself. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Bob. What's uh, going am on? I, am I there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, uh, David Meyer sends his regards to everyone in the coffee club. And uh, also, a next question. What do you type in to get the book talk podcast? Well... Where are you searching for it? On what device or what? On the on the Victor. On the Victor. Now that's still up for discussion. Oh. Okay. Um, the, the reason I tell you that when I'm in iTunes and I type, I just type in Jenny Sparks, and it comes up. But I can also type in Jenny Sparks Book Club, or Book Talk. I'm sorry, Jenny Sparks Book Talk, and it comes up. Now, we just submitted some new paperwork to iTunes to clear that up a little bit, and we show that as of yesterday it was in the directory. So as they're just distributing it out or, you know, propagating it out. So I hate to tell you something that might not be there but that's how I mean I can go into my computer and type that now and get book talk that way because there's a lot of book talks out there so 
that. That's why it says Jenny Sparks yeah, it's, Space Book it Talk. He showed, showed me 200 book talks, in fact. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's why we did Jenny Sparks. Sp- you know, Jenny Space Sparks Space Book Space Talk. And that's how it came up with it. So we're monitoring that on a daily basis. We had to submit okay. some new graphics, and and yeah. we've done that. So I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling with the new Victor, but uh, we keep on trying. You got the new Victor. Are you having? Did you get the Blind Shell Classic fixed to do your Zoom? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Soon, maybe. So you do? Do you like the new Victor, or you don't like it? Uh, I'm not, I'm not very comfortable with it right now. It's kind of, it's difficult to do some things with it. Like, can you give us some examples of something that you're having trouble with? Well, when you try to add a favor to the search, uh, radio stations, then, uh, if you want to go and add another one, you got to turn it off and turn it back on again to do that. So, is this the second time I've heard someone say this, Bill? I don't know who else said it, but besides Bob, but someone else said the same thing. Well, that sounds like a flaw with humanware that they've something they're going to have to fix in their software. You know, but it is a little disconcerting to have to turn off the whole unit and come back because then you lose what you're trying to do. And if you do that with enough stations, you're not going to get that library built very fast, are you, Bob? Well, it's going to take a long time, uh, you know, to to add favorites. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've never heard that one till now, but Jeff heard somebody else mention it. So, yeah, it would be a little bit of a problem to me. So, some barred books. Some barred books do not load at all. They do they, not. It's a download failed. Well, Bob, I think I think early adopters, unfortunately, sometimes you pay the price. You know what I mean? And that's unfortunate yeah. because most of those things probably should have been sorted out by beta teams who actually use that. So maybe those problems wouldn't happen. Do you still have the old one? I sure do. I'm glad I have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah, everybody that, you know, it's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, that's frustrating when you pay good money for something that's supposed to be, at least be able to do things like that, and then you have that much trouble doing it. Have you communicated to them in any way that you're having issues? Not yet. Well, I would suggest if you can't, one of us can, to find somebody on the Victor stream list so that that they monitor that can do that because if they're not made aware of it, then they won't know. But it does definitely need to be fixed. No question. And thank you, Bob, well, 
Bye. Thank you. Have a good day. And you too. All right, we have two more hands raised here, so we'll go with Bill out in Chicago, and uh, you'll be in, and Charles, you'll be next after Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, I'm here. Uh, yeah, we're about forty some degrees here, and supposed to get rain later today. Maybe a little snow on Friday. Anyways, uh, I forgot what I forget the lady with the shower. Um, that was Gail. Shower head. The uh, I was going to tell you, the shower head they put on might have been one of those, what they call the wide spray, because there's, there's different shower heads. Some are real wide spray, some are a narrow spray. If they put a wide spray on there, you're going to have a hard time keeping that from spraying water all over the place. They're going to put the little narrow spray shower head in there because they have what they, uh, there's names for them. One is like, they used to have them, you can get them where, you could, where they can just flood you with water. But you got to have a real good shower doors and curtains to do that where you can't get out of the water whatsoever. So it might be the type of shower head they put on. And as far as the refrigerator, that's pretty much the way they're making new refrigerators now. They save on the expense. They don't have to pay for the handles. They just recess the front of the refrigerator with a handhold. And you just reach in and grab it. That's pretty much the way all new refrigerators now are made now. So there's not much you can do about that. In other words, uh, not too much else going on. Going out of town this weekend, going down to my sister's house in Bluffton, Indiana. And everything else going, everything's going okay here. No, no real problem. And, and we like in old California <laughs> with all that snow. Yeah, I see they got another. I see the other day they got another five feet in the Sierra yeah. Nevada. They've closed Yosemite Park down because it had. About 15 feet of snow in it or something like close to that but I still can't get over the idea was was it been a week ago this past Saturday where they had 24 inches of snow in downtown LA I just can't imagine that much snow in downtown LA I can't either Bill because I've been to Los Angeles uh, <laughs> yeah, in my life but but the, but that but the, but the, the but I'd like to go if I was a skier I'd be loving to go and ski on the Sierra Madres I'd love to be if I if I like I don't well, ski if, if you can yeah, now if you can even get there because now that, that's got, true I saw I saw on the news where they got people that are actually trapped and run out of medicine and food and stuff and they can't get in or can't get out and they finally got I saw they have one road open I think it was I'm going to call it Route 18 wherever that goes but they said they finally got that open but people still can't get out because their cars are still buried under snow in their driveways and that so they're they're still stuck you know it's like it, I just can't imagine that much snow I mean I can remember in 79 when we got a total of all year 60 inches here but that was not just all one time but it just seemed like that was the year that uh, the mayor got booted out of office because he didn't get get ahead of the snow and that's when it got so cold that they tried to plow it and it pulled up the asphalt on the streets so they couldn't plow the streets so you're just driving the grooves and the, the temperature that year uh, Maine was for about two weeks was an average of 20 to 25 below on the thermometer not a wind chill and I used to walk a mile every day from the train because it was, it was warmer walking than waiting for the bus at the, at the train station there was a group of us that always started walking 
but otherwise I knew too much else going on. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Bill, and I'm sure you'll be back with more comments, and have a good day. All righty. You guys take it easy. Thank you, Bill. All right. We're going to go to Baltimore, Maryland, the home of Fred Harley uh, sandwich shops years ago. Unmute yourself, Charles. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Well, um, um, with the blind shell phone, um, when, when you put favorites in, I'm not sure that I understand what his what his problem is exactly, but um, when you when you listen to a station uh, that you like, um, it, it'll say "Add to Favorites," and you press it, and it says "Added to Favorites." And then, if you wanted to delete, you just press it again, or it'll say "Delete from Favorites." Right, but um, he's talking I'm, about his, his Victor Stream. He's not talking about oh, his iPhone. That, okay, that's the, I'm that's, sorry. That's the problem, Charles. Oh, okay. I'm mis- yeah, misunderstood in here, right? I'm sorry. Is, yeah, also, on ahead. the blind show, um, they seem to be more responsive when I ask about radio stations being added to the uh, internet radio. They call it um, when I when I send emails over to Czechoslovakia um, and tell them the problem with the web browser on the. Um, What's, what's the other one called? It has the web browser and stuff like where um, Legendobies is on that website. Um, you know, sometimes the web browser, you know, says you have an ad blocker. That's kind of interesting. But um, they haven't done anything new with the blind shell recently. But I'm sure they're still working on it. Um, but it is really a great phone for... Uh, people like me so I am very thankful for it and also there is a good side about the all that snow in California at least now there won't be in a drought for a while but it will come back again as usual that's true hey, Charles speaking of the blind shell I got a call from somebody who was communicating with some people at blind shell yesterday wanted the direct URL to the legend. So I sent it to him. So maybe that's something that'll be added shortly. I don't know. Well, that would that would be great. What's the URL? What is that, if you don't mind well, me asking? No, that's just, that's just where they can find it on the Internet quickly without having to, you know, go look it up and do all of that. Each oh, time. yeah, right. That's true. Um, but I'll tell you, the legend sounds so good on the blind show. It really is. And I really can't believe that I can take this thing wherever I want to and listen to whatever station I want. That's It's still hard to get my mind wrapped around that. I hope it doesn't change. Well, I hope they add a new radio program called TuneIn. If they put it on all these other apps, if they could put in TuneIn, that would solve a lot of your radio problems. Right, on that's true. Although, although it does carry on the internet radio, a lot of stations from TuneIn. And now that you mentioned it, um, some of these stations, when you when you add it to the internet, to the um, it, they call it the internet radio, like like where WBIL is and all that. Um, I noticed sometimes the stream is down, and maybe if they added the TuneIn app, we wouldn't have that problem. I'll tell you what, what I can do is, um, when I hang up, 
I'll go send them an email about that. Uh, we, they are now. working on it, so I will tell you that. Okay. Oh, don't they basically have tune in through Lady A, though? Well, TuneIn is an Android program, and the Blind Shell is based upon Android, and they could probably, if they can run Audible and these others, they could probably put TuneIn on that app store. So that would really help them out because... Yeah, that really would, but I'll tell you, the Blind Shell is such a good phone for people like myself who don't care too much for the iPhone Right. Nothing meant, nothing meant. Right. Like yesterday, um, I knew enough about the iPad to be able to um, update my um, credit card information um, called Apple Disability and, and Amazon. The only problem with the Amazon was the lady had a real language barrier and it was hard to understand <laughs> oh, her. Yeah. Although I do got to admit, uh, when it comes to Apple and Amazon, Amazon is a little simpler to change your credit card but i notice in apple they're more attentive and understanding on, on the situation because the um the lady who helped me on amazon yesterday she was nice and she tried but she wasn't as attentive or understanding um i had to ask her a lot of questions sometime to get her to understand what's going on but you know, they do the best they can, I suppose, but the language barrier is what really makes it difficult, and that could be in any uh, communication situation with any company. That's true, Charles. Very true, but keep plugging away on the Blind Shell Classic 2, and understand there may come a point there may come a point in time when they have to update that phone to accommodate more. So that's what? just the way things I'm go. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that could happen. And, you know, again, thank you guys, uh, all of you, um, for your understanding and support of it for people like myself. No, we, we understand it. We we appreciate it. We, we don't mind in... Sometimes I get frustrated with the iPhone, and then I use my Android phone, and then sometimes that. So use whatever works for you. I agree with that. Some people don't like to hear that, but it is true. It's too bad. It's true. Because not everything works for everybody all the time. If it did, there'd only be one phone in the store. Right. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I'll let you go then. I don't want to take up any more of your time, but... Again, thank you for the right, warm welcome you always you always give me whenever I come on. All right, Charles, you take care. And thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Charles. Right. All right. Next oh. on our list is Don out there in the North Hollywood. I guess it is. Don and Sandy, probably. Okay, I guess we're yeah. unmuted here. Yep. Unmuted. Yeah. Go ahead, Don. Yeah. Sandy has something to say to David, Chris. <laughs> oh yeah. I want to tell you guys how much I enjoy hearing Sunshine's Meow. <laughs> well, we're glad you liked it. That's yeah. a nice purr, too. She's got a nice purr. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> Is it a loud so, meow? Yeah. So, uh, not really. How much going on here? We're still 
recovering from not having any power last week. But and five days. Yeah, sheesh. And uh, so, Did anyway, we were glad to get back on the legend here once more. So, no uh, power, no phones. It was really wild. Yeah, it was connected to the phone somehow, and we couldn't get on any. Uh, Did so, it stop anyway, we enjoy listening to the legend here, and we just want to come in and say hi. Yeah. They said the lightning struck the building. They think that's what happened. Yeah, uh, I do have one question. Uh, you might have brought had somebody talk about this earlier, but I was kind of busy. Uh, about uh, how to get all of the podcasts on the legend. I've been having trouble doing that. Uh I can get everything but the book talk uh, podcasts. We addressed that area, that issue at length earlier during the podcast. We told you, in essence, that we've just updated all of the book talk, and it takes it a while to propagate to the internet. And that may come today, tomorrow, the next day. But you can always go to legendoldies.com and under Book Talk, under talk, and you can listen to the podcast there, or it should be in the App Store. It's under iTunes right now, so they're just distributing them out. As soon as all the web browser updates, I think you'll find that Book Talk will be in the in the Apple Store. And what I found to do is type in Jenny Sparks space book talk and that'll bring it up on the first crack. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. The book talk is really good. Really enjoy that. (laughs) She has plenty of suggestions for books to read. (laughs) Yeah, if you like to read books. Anyway, we'll let you go here. Uh, we understand there's something going on the next hour that you want to get to. So, Well, we're going to be do doing some ham radio. You ever heard of ham radio? Uh, yes, indeed. I just got my license renewed. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sounds good, uh, Don. Very good. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. All right. How many more calls, Jeff? No, I'm just... No, I think we we are uh, we are filled up right now. So uh, I, wonder if, I wonder if it's time for Chris's recipe at this point. In just a few moments, I was just going to make one other observa- observation, and that is that it does take things a little bit to propagate in the Apple Store, and unfortunately, we have no control over that. Um, they want these graphics, and you've got to hire an artist to write the pictures for you, the, the the graphics to make it look right. There has to be cover art to everything that goes in that Apple store. And like it or not, we can be in all the other stores, but the Apple store is a big kahuna. That's where everybody goes for podcasts. So that's that's what we can do. And let's see what time it is here. So, Chris, if you want to come forward with a recipe, you can. Okay. In commemoration of St. Patrick's Day, which will happen a week from this coming Friday, I have chosen 
a recipe that I made. Um, it's cabbage, ham, and potatoes. And I have two ways to make it in the recipe. One is on the stove, and one is in your Instant Pot, if you have one, or any other pressure cooker. You're going to need one head of cabbage, chopped, well washed, chopped and cored. One ham hock or ham bone, or smoked pork hock. About a pound of diced ham. About eight medium potatoes, and I usually peel them. One teaspoon of black pepper. Four teaspoons of salt. Two teaspoons of bouillon granules or two bouillon cubes. And for the stove, enough water to almost cover cabbage. For the Instant Pot, three cups of water. So you're going to cook your ham hock and your cabbage for an hour to an hour and a half. Or, well, I'll get to the Instant Pot in a minute. Then you're going to add your potatoes and your cubed ham. And, well, let me say, you cook the ham and the seasonings, the ham hock and the seasonings and the cabbage. Then you add your potatoes. And, let's see, for the Instant Pot, you're going to use three cups water, still the same everything. Um, And you're going to place all but potatoes and cubed ham in the pressure cooker. And you're going to set your pressure cooker on high for six minutes. Do a quick release and then add your ham and your potatoes and pressure it for another, let's see what it says. Oh, I missed the time. Five minutes. Five to six minutes. Depending on how large your potatoes are cut up. You, you do have to cut up your potatoes, of course, or it would take forever. But anyway, that's the recipe. So, where do you find diced ham at? Is that ham you get that you cut up, or? Yeah, it's it's better to buy it and cut it up yourself, because otherwise you might get processed like I don't know lunch meaty kind of stuff. What kind of so ham do you buy to dice it? Buy a ham steak. Okay, I know. I just knew. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just chuckling because you said you knew, you knew. Well, the I reason knew. I, reason I come in real quick was, uh, Chris, the recipe is great, but the problem is today, some of that stuff is going to cost you a fortune to fix the meal. I saw the other day. 10 pounds of potatoes for $7.50. They had four, and it was a, I think it was corned beef, because a lot of people like corned beef and cabbage, you've got ham. But corned beef, a one pound, one pound thing of corned beef was $8.25. So I meant, <laughs> the recipe sounds good, but nowadays. Well, every- Everything I know, I know, is just, up. I'm just ki- I'm just kidding because Everything you know the price up. of food today. Yeah, the price of food so high today. But I'm just kidding when you said eight potatoes because I remember the bag said ten pounds for that, 
and and my daughter and I are there, and I counted the potatoes. There was actually eleven potatoes in the bag. Well, yeah, it depends on the kind of potatoes you buy, of course. Well, I yeah, would right, say they, they, I'd say about they, three pounds of potatoes. Right, right, because they had uh, I know they had red potatoes. They had a two-pound bag of red red mm-hmm. potatoes for two dollars and some cents. But I don't know how many was in it. But it was just it was just curious and and talk about price. We were down in Charleston, Illinois, over the weekend. My grandson was uh, working a in a working a play down there, and we stopped into an Aldi, and they had they had eggs, food out for two dollars and ten cents a dozen. So we bought a couple. So on our way back, we stopped in Kankakee to make a pit stop and went to a Meyer store, and we walked through there to see what they might have had. And they had eggs, but they called a free range dozen eggs for a dollar and ninety eight cents. So I, I caught. So I must be they're not they're not caged, but and and they're and they're uh, regular eggs for two fifty a dozen. I mean, it's just it's nowadays you really got to shop for prices and know what, what you want to fix and stuff the way the price and stuff is nowadays. But it, I, just, I was just chuckling when you said yeah. that many potatoes, and I said, "Well, that's that's almost six dollars for that part right there." And she ain't got the meat yet. <laughs> I was just making a, like a kid kidding around about it, but that's mainly what it is. Nothing we can do about the price of food nowadays, anyway. No, but, but in all your various eat, right? all your various trips, you go to you know over here to ships you want in all those places and meals you buy out you probably pay as much going to all oh, those yeah, restaurants right, right. Well, you yeah know, usually usually in ships you want well i usually go a lot of time with the calls the blue gate restaurant there and they have buffet but their buffet you can eat all you want and their buffet is like a 16 dollars now a person your buffet of course they have two three meats they have fried chicken with their famous four and fridays they have always have fish on fridays and they'll have roast beef or they'll you know, they always have at least three four different kinds of meats and potatoes and sounds like dave Rickard's kind going. of place yeah yeah it, it's it's good but i mean and you, you you just go to well you go to culver's and i can go to i like to go to culver's and for my daughter and I, we go to Culver's. It's at least twenty twenty five dollars every time we go there for the two of us. So it, it's not cheap nowadays. But it's just, but when she said that many potatoes, I was just chuckling because I said, well, that's a whole ten pound bag the way I saw it the other day. <laughs> well, there you go. In other words, everything's going okay. I, just, I had I had to come in. I always I always, yeah. always want to. Kid around about some yeah. stuff. You know, well, sit back and we'll show you how to spend some more money. All right. Oh yeah. Well, your know, ham radio. I know that's, yeah. that's not cheap anywhere nowadays. Yeah. Either, well, right? I'm going to show you how to spend some money. Break <laughs> loose right, of a little bit. All right, buddy. Okay. Thanks. All right. What we're going to do? This segment could be an hour, but we're not going to make it that. We're going to stop in thirty minutes. So we're going to play 30 minutes of this first segment, and I want to thank all of the people that participated in the panel on this. I obtained this from YouTube, and another surprise, as you'll hear the show 
starts. But I, I think we don't usually do this on here, but there's enough people with interest and diversity, and I think we'll find that people may really like this. So if not, you'll know somebody who probably does. So for the next half hour, at least sit back and listen to the presentation that I found. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This first part should be very familiar. This caught me by surprise. Welcome to CQ Blind Hands, your source for everything amateur-related, tutorials, radio reviews, and so much more. Come on in and stay a while. Welcome, everybody, to CQ Blind Hams podcast and uh, YouTube channel. Uh, my name is Joel. My call sign is W0CAS. I'm located in Crossville, Tennessee, and we have Bob with us today. My name is Bob, K8LR, and I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, where it's 34 degrees on this supposedly wintry day. <laughs> and we have Buddy with us. Buddy, uh, where are you from? What's your call sign? Yeah, hi, this is Buddy, KB5ELZ. I'm uh, in uh, beautiful and hysterical Erie, Pennsylvania, where um, we're not getting nearly as much snow as we usually get. We've only had two good snows so far this season, one right at the beginning of December, one right around Christmas, and not a whole lot uh, otherwise. Um, so it's a pretty mild winter for us, um, which kind of scares me because yeah, I'm wondering if we're, if we're going to get our butts kicked here pretty, pretty quick. But um, anyway, that's that's where I am. I'm um, I'm in Erie. Um, the five comes from Texas, but uh, I've been here for uh, yeah, 19 years. Wow. You're, yeah, and I've got Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And my call sign's a zero. It's a vanity call because I wanted to get something with my name in it. And CAS is almost my last name. It's C-A-S-E. But anyway, uh, the reason we're here today is to talk about uh, a list that was generated uh, that I accumulated from radios that we recommend uh, for a new blonde ham. And then uh, there's several reasons that, that a radio would make that criteria for a new blonde ham. And uh, we're going to kick it around to uh, Bob. What do you think would be uh, some criteria uh, that would be good for a new blonde ham uh, to get an, a radio? Well, you want to make sure the radio gives the operator who can't see uh, some feedback, whether that be CW or, or uh, verbal feedback or through a Braille display, you know, just so they get some feedback from the radio so they know what frequency they're on, what talk group they're on, what node they might be on, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's important to get that kind of feedback from the radio. Buddy, you got any ideas uh, what you think uh, a new blind hand would be looking for in a radio? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I think... Uh, I think too. It's important to uh, to understand that um, accessibility doesn't always necessarily have to mean that the radio talks. Um, there are, there are many many radios that can be used. Um, that you know, of course, we have to find other other means to use them. Um, for example, you want a lot of radios have these days anyway have the criteria that I kind of put in the list was uh, first of all uh, 
Cheap enough that a new Bonham may be able to uh, afford because, you know, the, a lot of us are on fixed income. So you try to find an econ- economical uh, radio that does everything that you would uh, want to get out of a radio. So price is is one point that I thought of when I looked at this when I created this list in uh, you know and accessibility is another one and the third and one of the most important I think is availability a radio that you can't get I don't care how accessible or how cheap it is if you can't get it it's no good to you so I, I picked this list of radios that I picked and put on blindhams.com all those radios are available today from either uh, radio store uh amazon uh different places like that i think the hot spots comes one hot spot they're recommending comes from estonia but uh that's that's on we'll go around that to that later but uh bob uh what would be your first pick for an ht uh for a new blind ham you got you got any in mind well joel i need to say and give this proviso you know i can't think of a perfect radio okay there is no perfect radio i'm giving that given that uh, option um you know for example um i think the easiest to use is a gd77 uh because the keys are larger the arrow keys are larger it's more it has slightly distorted audio once the battery goes down to voltage the audio is fine uh bob just uh, uh suggested the gd be your pick for a handheld for a new blind ham if uh not not getting into dmr digital let's just say analog uh, first of all, and uh, it could be a digital radio, but it's just like an analog HT. Okay, so so first I wanted to sort of finish with um, um, my my sort of interface thoughts, and that is that you know modern radios now a lot of them have menus. So if it doesn't talk, you want to find one where the where the menus either don't wrap or where they give some kind of audible indication of when you get to the beginning of them and when you get to default settings. Um, a lot of radios will have like a beep that sounds when it hits a, a default uh, a default setting or or the beginning of a, a menu and you can sort of count from there and that's what we did back in uh, back in the old days uh, <laughs> a lot um, but you know the there, there are often workarounds um, for these things as far as as far as HTs, I, I really well any radio really I, I hate to I hate to sort of give a, um, a, a an opinion on on best because what is what does that mean right um, best for what and and under what uh, what circumstances um, overall I really 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 like the Kenwood THD seventy four because well first of all because it does speak a lot um, second it has it has really good audio um, but the disadvantage to it is that it's very expensive it's um, it's a close to five hundred dollar handheld so if you're if you're on a budget, probably not a great pick. Um, uh, otherwise, I, I, I agree with Bob. The GD77, um, you know, for what it is, a sub hundred dollar radio is is fantastic, especially after you load the um, Open GD77 software onto it. Um, for analog, uh, purely analog, um, I don't know what you know. Purely analog is pretty hard to find new. The Bofang is cheap, and that's about the only thing that it is. 
Um, it'll get you on the air. Um, that was my first radio. Yeah, yeah I had, yeah. A, I had a, a, a BF8 HP. I've got four of them here. I've got. I bought a UV5R when um, when when it came out. Um, and so I'm going to wander off on a bit of a tangent because um, some people may know that I've put together a couple of um, of uh, eyes free blind user guides for a couple of Chinese radios and actually excited people have found them pretty useful too. Um, but that started in 2010 with the Elsheng UVD1P, which was the first uh, dual band radio out of China that um, looked like it had pretty useful speech feedback. And so I, I was very excited. It was, it was cheap. You know, at the time it was less than $200, which was cheap. Uh, um, and I mean, like with, with a lot, with all the accessories, extra battery, battery eliminator, the whole thing, I got, uh, I got away with less than $200 and that was pretty exciting at the time. Um, and so from then I, I just really became very interested in, um, in what they were doing, uh, with these Chinese radios. So I got that one. I got the Bofeng UV5R, and then I got the Pushing UV973, also known as the UV9R. Um, unfortunately, that one um, has the most speech feedback out of all three of them, but it's also the hardest to find. Um, so, so I would say I like that one the best, but it's hard to find. You have to you have to really hunt for it. Um, the Bofeng, it's Bofeng is hit or miss. You have to be careful who you buy from because um, some of them aren't really up to scratch. All of the Chinese uh, handhelds have um, undesirable audio, you might say. And I'm no, I'm no audio, audio. I'm no audiophile. Um, but Patrick uh, KE4DYI, Patrick and Chris Smart VE3. What the heck is his call? RWJ. Um, RWJ, thank you. Yes, um, yeah, they could they could um, talk with you at length about um, about those uh, about those audio characteristics and, and point out exactly where they are lacking in in all of these radios. Um, so yeah, best is is kind of is kind of relative. It depends on what you have to spend and what you prioritize. Yeah, that's that's kind of what the what the list was about. It's it's yeah, best is a suggestive uh, opinion. Yeah. Joel, the ham that, that you were talking about earlier that called you asking for a recommendation, she obviously went by price because she bought the lowest priced unit she could get, which was the RD5R, and then, of course, needed help to get the software loaded, the OpenGD77 software, and the, the, the rest of it, the, the, the talking uh, software that you have to load and that sort of thing. I thought she got the 1801. But may, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the, both, they're both the Balfang RD5R and the DM1801. My, my pick was going to be a radio that I don't have, and it was going to be the DM-1801 based on, like Buddy said, Patrick's uh, review. He he says it, had his, uh, it's, it doesn't have the battery problem, uh, the RD-5R doesn't either. And I think, Bob, you have both of those. You have all three have, of them. I have the RD-5R, I have the 1801, and I have the GD-77. Uh, so you still think the 77 is your favorite of those three? Um, actually, the MD the MD eighteen oh one is the best one as far as audio goes, but it's a little harder to use because of the way the keys are laid out. Oh, okay, yeah, it has a like couple said, extra keys, and they're smaller, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're smaller. They has a couple extra keys. Uh, it, you know, once you know learn the keyboard, it's probably the easiest to use as far as accessibility. But uh, when you first look at the keyboard, the keys are small and they're uh, hard to know which key to push until you get used to it. Okay, buddy, do you have uh, any one of those three? 
dirty radios. Um, yeah, I just I just have the DD seventy seven, and I bought that because um, at the time it was the one that was most well supported, um, and um, actually it was you know the other ones were all marked as very very experimental, and um, so I, I don't have the other two, but uh, it seems to me that uh, you know Bob and Patrick both bring up very good points about the ergonomics and and so forth. So those are definitely things to consider. By the way, neither of those is going to have the receiver that a more uh, a more expensive radio will have but then again they're under 100 bucks so right yeah it's your level it's a good, you know, I need to, good I need entry to level radios absolutely i need to, I need to add, mention one more radio that we haven't got on our list and that's the uh the thf 6a which is an old old kenwood radio that has no speech feedback but I've owned it now for 20 years, and it still works, and it's still oh, yeah. accessible because of him. Fantastic, fantastic radio. I had one for a long time and uh, passed it on to a friend of mine. Uh, gosh, must have been 10 years ago by now. But, no, it's a fantastic radio. It's unfortunately not made anymore. Yeah, that's 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 the only only reason that we couldn't recommend that radio is it's hard to find, and uh, it'll be used, and you'd be looking at battery issues maybe. You could probably still get the batteries new. I'm you sure for batteries. Oh yeah, Batteries America has has them um, for sure. Okay, so yeah, I'm, uh, now I'll give the uh, if anybody hasn't seen the list, it's on blindhams.com under the study links. It's down at the very bottom of the page, and the four radios that we talked about, uh, the M1801 was the top one uh, for the audio quality, and then the RD5R77 and the THD74 was at the bottom of the list because of price, and that's the only reason other than that it had been at the top of the list. If it was a even a $200 radio, it would probably make, it would probably have been a, a good pick for a new blind ham, and that's sort of what we're, we're looking at, radios for a new blind ham. Joel, I need to mention, there's differences in those radios. The top three, the uh, MD1801 the RD5R and the GD77 are DMR and analog radios. The uh the the uh, FTM seventy four A it's uh, uh, not FTM THD seventy four A it is it a Yezu. radio it is a D star radio and analog so there's differences there yeah what'd you say Bob Yezu Bob I mean uh, yeah, no, I, was, I was saying he was trying to make the Kenwood into a Yezu yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a, <I> said, <laughs> speaking of Yezu let, let's let's talk about Yezu for a minute <laughs> I, yes I'd like to talk about Yezu they the, are great oh, radios oh. for sighted people let's just put it out there <laughs> go ahead bob their handy talkies are not very accessible they do not have menus that show a default spot the menus wrap and um they have <laughs> but people still use them but they're not very accessible unfortunately and that's a real shame because one of my favorite handhelds um probably my 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 favorite handheld if i had to rank them was the uh yaisu ft530 which uh, came out in the early to mid '90s, and um, and you know, at, for for its for its time, yeah, no, it was very accessible. Um, it had menus that didn't wrap, and um, you know, and and when you were programming memories, you had to you couldn't just type in a memory number. But with those things in mind, um, there were workarounds for it. For example, all the memories were tunable, so you in effect had 41 VFOs. Um, so you could, for example, set up a memory 
for a repeater that you like to use a lot um, that had that had the CTCSS tone, the PL tone um, installed, and then you could tune that memory to something else, and then program a new a new channel with uh, with those parameters intact. It was really cool. Um, that it had it had different beeps for high and low power, um, and and all kinds of uh, all kinds of things. It was very accessible. Um, so I don't know what happened to Yesu, but they just kind of you know it was that then the FT fifty one and the FT fifty, um, which uh, by all accounts, well I had the fifty one. It was pretty accessible too, and the fifty I heard was. But then, you know, you, you start getting into the uh, VX5, VX6, VX7, and and it just kind of it just kind of went downhill, and it it hasn't really uh, recovered. And you know, there are rumors that there are rumors that uh, the sale uh, vice president of sales for North America, uh, whose chip uh, was at the time chip K7JA, um, said uh, to some blind people that oh, Yaesu is not really interested in um, in making their stuff accessible because blind people can't afford it anyway. <laughs> um, a friend of mine actually actually ran into chip at the 100th anniversary AWRL convention and asked him about that, and he said he didn't recall saying that. Uh, I met Chip uh, as well. He seemed like a perfectly nice fellow, uh, so I don't know whether he said it or not, but, but the... But the, the the sad fact of it is that, that Yaesu has just really taken a nosedive in, as far as accessibility goes uh, from sort of the early to mid-90s. You know, there is one pretty accessible Yaesu uh, HF radio. That's the FT, what is it, FTM? FT450. FT450. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. I, I've got one of those. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the HTs, uh, I think we pretty well nailed it. Uh, and it's sad that the Chinese radios are some of our recommendations because that's the ones we had and, and the way i took it as this is a recommendation because that's what most everybody that i know have a 77 or or uh or, uh dm 1801 or rd5r and a lot of people have the thd 74s which like i said it's a great radio i just can't afford one right now but so that's that's basically the ht line that uh we could recommend that's being manufactured right now let's move into mobile this is going to be a very short conversation uh the only mobile because <laughs> <laughs> what people i know what their people the manufacturers gonna say why would a blind people need a mobile they don't drive well they ride in cars Sure. And, I, and I said we need a mobile because we got to. We need to be talking on the radio wire or whoever's driving is driving. And uh, but right now the TMV seventy one A is the radio I have sitting beside me now. That's my my two meter four forty radio, and also I use it on All Star. But uh, I know there's a Yesu radio that we have a, a review and a demo on, on CQ Blind Hams that, that John did, uh, the Yesu FTM100. It was, but it's not being manufactured anymore, and I don't know a lot about the 300. Uh, Bob, do your buddy know anything about uh, uh, another manufacturer that has a decent, accessible mobile radio? Well, just the, F- the FTM 400, 300, and 100 do have speech if you add the speech synthesizer. But again, the menus don't wrap. Um, there's a lot of things that it will not tell you, <laughs> but but it does have a voice synthesizer in it, so it can be worked with if you if you learn how to use it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna step off the beaten path slightly because there are there are a couple of Chinese mobiles. 
um, that um, that can be well. Okay, um, two of them. There's the um, the uh, Osheng uh, UV nine twenty and nine fifty. Those have some speech output very similar to what's available in the handhelds. Unfortunately. There are a couple of key areas that don't speak, and so it kind of makes them uh, quite a bit less useful. Namely, um, there's no way to determine whether, uh, uh, let's see, it's been a while since I've played with these, but there's no way to determine what your PL tone is, whether you're on, um, it's not easy to determine whether you're on, um, which PL mode you're on, whether it's um, transmitting or transmitting with tone squelch or, or what have you. Um, also, I think, uh, yeah, determining the power uh, power level didn't have a um, an easy way to tell that, um, nor did, did setting the um, uh, offset amount. Um, as, as I recall, it's like I say, it's been a while, but short version is it talks, but don't let that fool you. It's, it's almost <laughs> but not quite enough. Um, the other one um, is the uh, TYT TH. 9800 and 7800 and the only difference being that the 9800 has 6 and ch- 6 and 10 meter fm and the 7800 does not um angelo can probably talk about these a little bit more than i do because i while i have one i don't i don't use it a lot um but i have one it's sitting over here on my desk but um seems to be that uh, that it's also very accessible in that um they've they've actually done something cool because they sort of cloned a Yaesu FT8900, which has the same the same sort of markers, but um, there's um, there there are different beeps that'll tell you whether you're um, on the left or the right uh, VFO. Um, there's different beeps for your power levels. Um, where the menus wrap, um, there's a there's a beep that that indicates where the menus wrap. Um, so all of these things make it very usable, and it's uh, a lot less expensive than uh, than the Kenwood. I think that didn't didn't the TMV seventy one get replaced by something else? No, it's no, they're still been manufactured. Uh, I just bought one not long ago from Main Trading Company. They make the seven ten, which it has uh, APRS and uh, GPS. And something else. It does. Right. And this is about a five hundred dollar radio. It doesn't talk as much. Oh, it doesn't talk as. Much. Oh, I'd be sad. Uh, but it does the TYTs uh, tell the channel uh, like the Bofang, Bofangs. No, no, it doesn't have any speech at all. Um, oh. But but one but one thing you you know one thing you can do um, is that you can you can enter the memory channel or the frequency directly from the mic. So, um, so you can't always know. You can't always know where you are. Um, oh, okay. And and channel one has a beat as well. Like I say uh, Angelo can probably talk a little bit more about that if if he if he actually gets to say anything on these because um, he has one too. Oh, okay, yeah, I looked at that radio really hard when I first. I was going to buy ham, and that's when I, I decided to just go ahead and buy the uh, the uh, T. No, it's the uh, Bofang BF8 HP as my first handheld. And then I then I bought a Kenwood TS2000, which I, I, I don't regret. But in, it did HF and VHF, UHF. And that's one of the reasons I thought buy a shack in a box, and uh, that that option is not available anymore. The TS2000 is no longer being sold. Uh, I'm used though, and they're available. They're a good radio. They are a great radio. Uh, mine got hit by lightning, but it still works. It 
just doesn't work through the serial port, so I can't do cat control. You know, so, I can mention, Joel, uh, anybody who is a prospective ham who's listening to this podcast, remember that if you buy a radio and, and you try to buy an accessible one, there's a learning curve. Don't worry about that. Just get your feet wet. Go get learn a, to take, you know, take go to some places and uh, ham study, I think it is, and you can, you can learn about how to take the exam and then get on the air and get your feet wet. Don't worry about that. It, it'll all, you'll learn as you go. Yeah, and here's the, here's the kicker. Uh, everybody listen to this and fixing to buy your first ham radio, it will not be your last ham radio. Uh, is that right, no, buddy? How, how, many, how many do you have, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. Your wife might listen, so you better not say. I've got too many. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Too many. <laughs> Sorry. <I had> to... <laughs> all right, we're going to put a stop right there. Very nice podcast. I forgot that I had to work for them. I, I know all those people because I talk to them all the time. And I forgot that I that I used that they Joel asked me to voice uh, uh, an ID at the beginning for that particular group. A lot of those radios now that's a little bit old, but you get the idea of the podcast now. The GD seventy seven and the GD seventy seven S are no longer being made, and you may be able to find them on YouTube. I have a GD seventy seven. What they had to do to make them work, I'm trying to make it as, as simple as possible. There are people who are totally blind, and there are there are sighted people who had to actually take that radio, take it apart. This this is the GD seventy seven I'm talking about, and learn how it was made and constructed, and re and rebuild it, and understand how to make it work. And a guy named Joseph Stephen, and another guy named uh, Ian Spencer with Roger, and I forgot his last name in Australia, all worked on these radios to make them usable. And I have the GD seventy seven. My problem is. If my battery ever goes bad, I can't buy a battery for it. But there are radios out there that are accessible. I would tell you that if you go to Blind Hams, I believe it's blindhams.com uh, is the website. Uh, they have, there's so much information for people who want to get into ham radio or on that site. And if you have Luna RSS and you search Blind Hams under podcasts, you'll be able to download those podcasts like uh, like uh, Build It, and they're on YouTube as well. So it's a very interesting hobby. Jeff, and is the Kenwood still ham- available? The, the Kenwood seventy four. I I believe they're they're not making them right now. They they had they got affected by the pandemic, so I can tell you that you might be able to find them on eBay. But I don't know if they have any in stock. Um, you might want to go to Ham Radio Outlet to find out. That's one of the stores I know. But the but Kenwood is, has has really not been doing much in amateur radio right now because, as I said before. One of the big things that remember when the pandemic hit, it, uh, you, they can't get the chips to get these radios to, to build these radios, and that's part of the problem. It's a shame because these guys have given of their time to try to get a lot of new people involved, and you know their opinions are theirs, of course, but at least they're based upon a lot of years of experience and those types of things so at least they're sharing the knowledge they are and some of the people who you're talk, you heard on that thing for example buddy uh i, I always forget his last name buddy, but, but buddy yeah he worked uh for uh system access um he did tech support for system access at, at one time and uh People like Bob out in Grand Rapids, Michigan, knows his stuff. And Joe out in Tennessee. Well, I think he's, I forgot he's Tennessee about, I forgot he moved to, I think he's in South Carolina now. He knows his stuff. And uh, Angelo lives out in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. He knows his stuff, too. Because Angelo and I went to school together. 
uh, Don Breed is a ham, and myself, all of us and on there. Steve, you know Steve Matsura, uh, ODB2KTV. We're all hams, and we're all, we all get together on this thing. So, yeah, but it's the accessible radios and the accessible things because, you know, it goes over to... This spills into the Blind Shell Classic. This spills into the radios that I've been working on, the Internet radio. It spills over into a lot of things. And what these hams are doing, or were doing, or are doing, are breaking ground. In other words, they're doing, pushing the envelope, not letting these companies buy. And it affects Chris in the kitchen with her ovens and... Um, the accessible air fryers and the devices, you know, the the uh, instant pots and things like that. Because if these kind of people didn't push these people to make something, you know, it just wouldn't get done. Uh, no, it wouldn't. Um and it, it, it is a, you know, I when I got into ham radio back in 1970, and 71, I think, was when I got my call. And we didn't have like they didn't have talking this and talking that, and and, and you know everything was done with uh, with tones and, and and beeps and stuff to make make it accessible for the for the radios. Right. And it was it was a totally different hobby back then. And now, of course, uh, it, it the technology and and I think the big frustration, and I think Chris, Dave, you guys would know it is that the technology goes so fast that the minute you make it accessible and they come out with a new model, then you got to start all over again from squares from some square one again to try to continue the accessibility. Um, that's something that, that always frustrates me, and, but it, it keeps my mind active, of course. You know, that's, that's part of the problem. But, uh, you know, look, Bill, you buy a grill today and then the grill breaks and you have to buy a new grill and they come out with a new model and you can't get the old model again. And then you buy the model, and you got the same problems again sometimes. Right. I know Dave and Chris were looking at a new Traeger. It had a, something on the top. Yeah, it has a... It, now it's, it, it's got a flat top. I have no idea well, what it looks like. We looked at it. We're not yeah, we're, intending on buying it. We're not it, interested, though, when, because ours is working fine. When the Wi-Fi Traeger came out... If we had to really communicate and work with them, but they finally got it, they finally got the app fixed. It took a long time. About a year. Right, and if you don't communicate with these guys, it's like uh, the radio. And a lot of times, you're going to get people who just don't care. Like they were saying in that article, there's people who don't care whether it's accessible you blind people don't spend enough money or couldn't afford the radio anyway that's painting that's taking a paintbrush and making a wide it's, swap uh, and, and, and Yesu is the company that they were talking about and I, I refused to buy into it and I used to have a Yesu radio that was quite accessible but they went back the other way and I remember going to Dayton and talking to a Yesu representative back in the 80s said why can't you make your and the guy all of a sudden, he was he was the Japanese representative. I don't understand English, and he wouldn't talk to me. So, uh, and <laughs> it was very frustrating when I when, when I had to deal with these people back then. Uh, because now with everything virtual, I haven't really gone to a ham fest in a long time. But the biggest ham fest is in Dayton, Ohio, 
um, in the How United do they States do Dayton now? Do they do it in person again? or? Oh, they're back in person. Yes, they are back in person. Is it they, virtual? They last year, yes. I'm sorry, I talked. Say it again, Bill. It's not virtual now, is it? They may have virtual things, but I'm not really sure. But I know that definitely is for, it definitely is something that you can attend. Right. So, you know, whether it's ham radio, whether it's handheld radios you're using, no matter what, it's some piece of technology. Every one of us, everybody that's called in here today is affected. You know, whether it's that cordless phone you use, I'd like to see the day coming when cordless phones would talk. Then you could read those prompts and it says, you know, you could scroll through and read your messages or missed calls, whatever the case may be. But maybe that's just not to be. I don't know. Chris and Dave, are you making progress with your Breville oven? Are they? They haven't done anything just yet, but I think they will. Um, It hasn't really been that long. They've been pushing updates, but they don't have anything really new. Right what, what, what kind of updates are they pushing? Do they tell you when you get the update what it's going to be doing when they do Mostly that? Mostly it's recipes right now. So I'm hoping they will get there. And you did the, gem, the, the very great, a very nice demo on the Jewel. But for those who may not have heard the demo, um, it's available on, you know, online if you, if you go for the podcast for it. But what was the biggest complaint, again, that you had with the Jewel that, that you'd like them to fix? I or, think... Or, my biggest complaint is that you can't create your own recipes. Okay, so you have to submit right. them to them, then they put them in. Is that it? No, you can't. They have companies they work with, so you can do it. I mean, you can make whatever you want to make, but you can't save it, and you can't submit. Nice. Like Jeff and I, and we don't do have it. to worry about that. No, I don't have to worry about that. Right. We don't know how to make make it in the first place. So we need Breville for dummies. But if you if you had to do it again, would you would you still recommend people buy the jewel oven at that at this point, even though you know that's still a problem, Chris? Oh, and we knew that was a problem when we bought it. We at one time we were told you could, but we by the time we bought it, we knew you couldn't. Um, I would still buy it again. Yes. Um, there may be a problem with June coming up, so you don't know how long products are going to last. No, you, know, you don't. <laughs> they may be off into something else and decide they want out of that space, and then you're stuck. Oh, by the way, I do have one bone to pick with QVC, Chris, and it's not all the hosts, but some hosts will say, and it's available for four easy payments, but they don't tell you what they are on the screen. Uh, they don't tell you what they are sometimes. Um, yeah, and I wrote to them about that, and I know that it's probably not going to go anywhere. But it really would be nice, and just I, I, you know, and also, what is it going to cost me? Don't just tell me it's four easy payments of twenty five dollars. I want to know what's the total cost of the of the item. Yes, I am. I am smart enough that I can take twenty five well, and multiply it by four. Well, sometimes you got to watch. I've noticed on their website before. Sometimes you're better off to buy it outright than do the four easy payments because you pay less money if you bought I, it. I didn't know that. I mean, uh, I, but, some things, 
Well, Chris is the expert on that. Chris, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I'll have to look around because Jenny may be right. I haven't seen it, but then I haven't looked for it. So yeah, I mean, I bought the Belgian waffles, and there were four easy payments. And when I added up those four payments, they were they they were identical to what the actual cost of the item was. Now, of course, the other thing is, in New York State, there is no sales tax on groceries on like that. So if I buy, except for soda and things like and but like those Belgian waffles, that it was the four payments. I think of. I think it was fifty-one dollars for twelve waffles. I don't remember, and it was four payments, and it was it, it divided up to fifty-one dollars. So I mean, I, Ooh, I, I hope took they're these. good. I sure hope they're good too, because that's a, I I don't normally don't buy like that, Chris. It was a it was an impulse, and I knew I shouldn't have done it, but it was an impulse. You know, sometimes I have these impulses to buy these things, and so well, I don't even. I'll tell you what, when you get them, you know, yeah, I mean, you can order more if you want, but you might you might want to try just the ego. Um, brown sugar and cinnamon um, what do you call them um, Belgian waffles now, where do you uh, get those they, at the grocery store yeah you can yeah. buy those at, but the, will, they, will they pack those in dry ice those waffles Cause they, or, or not, yeah I'm sure they will Okay. Well, so you're going to pay a, more for them than what you would pay at the store oh of course I knew, well, and I knew yeah, that already but you get uh, you know different stuff you get things that you can't get at the grocery store maybe i don't i didn't see the waffles but like some of that stuff you get it and it might be filled or it might you know different I, I think i just bought the plain ones because yeah. i have i have ready whip that i can put on them because i like belgian waffles with whipped cream oh i should oh i hope no one's listening oh my god i'm breaking my diet but i like belgian waffles with whipped cream and they're good um so that's what i'll that's what i'll put on them and of course i since there are 12 of them yeah, I can I can bag them up into Ziploc bags, and I was going to give some to my daughter Brenna because she likes them too. So I mean, I, I'll I'll find. They, believe me, they're not going to go to waste, my friends. No, um, there's <laughs> no question or doubt about that. They won't go to waste. Do you cook them in the toaster, or how do you cook them, Jeff? Um, I would put them in the toaster because I don't have I don't have uh, anything else to cook them on. And they they recommended that you can either cook them in the toaster, you can heat them up in the microwave, you can put them in the air fryer. They they gave three different ways you can you can prepare them. So um, that that's you could also I, do them in your oven, probably. Yeah, you probably could. But would you want to put them at the oven at three fifty first? Does that? No, but, I would think you'd want to put them under the broiler. Okay, so that, that's not a problem. Uh, I certainly can do that. Uh, Wait a second, I I'm, I shouldn't be telling you that because I, I I play the dumb guy with the, the guy doesn't like to do cook and all, but I can do that. So, <laughs> but you know how to eat it though, right, Jeff? I do. I cer- Bill, yes, yes, you're right. I, I certainly do know how to eat it. By the way, if anyone has any questions or you, you know we don't, you right. know you know how to raise your hand and uh, and the phone number and all that stuff as well. But yeah, Chris, I mean I don't know. I'd like to buy the jewel. I don't know that I have enough room on my counter for it, but I, I'm thinking about uh, getting the jewel oven uh, because it does sound pretty good. And when my daughter came over to my house and she was watching, um, she was talking to me about it, and I, I, I told her about it. She looked up and she says, "Yeah, Daddy." And then you can cook for me. And then she says, <laughs> and then she said to me, "Yeah, but you really don't like cooking, do you?" And I didn't say anything. She just laughed and we went back to watching what she was doing on television. Now, when she comes to your house, does she love to run, like run. go places and? Uh, sometimes her, her favorite place, and I guess because she's 15 years old. Um, and she'll be 16 in July, is the mall. If I take her to the shopping mall, she is in seventh heaven. And there's one that's that, that's very close to me or the other one that's a little further away, but she likes the shopping mall. That's what she likes going to. Do, going to. Um, 
And I guess if I was her age, I'd feel the same way, yeah. too. That's what I was going to say with all this talk of... Uh... There we go, that's better. <laughs> with all this talk of ham radio and such, I always remember loving to go to the old electronic stores. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you, I, were you ever a ham radio operator, Tim, at all? No, I, sh- I should have. And I was into, I'm, well, no, I can't say I'm into shortwave anymore. I find shortwave despicable nowadays. There's nothing to listen, there's nothing to, listen to now. <laughs> nothing to listen to, is right. But um, I, uh, I uh, used to do a lot of that, DXing and stuff like that. And I had a couple of communications receivers and things like that. I had a Hollycraft or SX-101, I think it was, or an SX-100 or 99, I forgot what the model number was. And I had a Sony ICF-2001, and then I had a Sony ICF-2010, which I liked. And then then Panasonic made one that was pretty good, too. Yep, I still have a 2010, and it works very well. So your buttons haven't worn out on it? No, not at all, and... Gosh, I bought that in 1985, so it's 38 years old. 30, yeah, 38. I remember I bought that, and it, it came defective. There was, a, it was a, there was a crack in the bottom of the radio when, it, when they got it to me, and I had to ship it back. And where did I ship it back? To Munachi, Munaki, New Jersey. And Munachi, New Jersey is where their big plant was, where they, where they would fix them here, this, in this area. So did they I do fix remember it? that. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they actually gave me a new radio. Bill, I see you have your hands raised. No, Bill, I, I'm not going to be cooking dinner for you. I'm sorry. Unmute yourself. Look what the cat drug in. Well, I'd rather have just... I, I, uh, I, I can buy my waffles at the store. Anyways, uh, speaking of ham radio, years ago, back in the uh, late 50s, I remember we had ham radio classes. I forget who else came out, and we had ham radio classes at OISB. And that's when you did nothing but what they call is that coding. Code, yeah. You use Morse code. There was no voice yet then, but they didn't use the voice. And I had my license for the code, and it never furthered it. And then, oh, somewhere in the seventies, a guy that uh, used to come in where I worked, he was a big ham radio operator. He lived downtown, and he lived on a place called Harbor Point, which you couldn't have antennas, but he used to hang a wire out his window, and and then someone would complain, he'd pull it back in, and he used to, but anyways, we got to be friends, and he gave me his radio, and I used it, and he used, let me use his license, he just said he moved out here where I was, and I still had the wires strung in the attic for the, for the antenna. Another big thing I was in was back when it was popular was the old CB radios. In fact, mm-hmm. I've got a big old 23-channel sideband downstairs that still works, but there's nobody on it. And I have a uh, big, it takes, I think it's 12 or 15 AA batteries, a big EB handset. I forgot the brand name. It's six channels on it. And I still have that. And I... I just tore down about four or five years ago when I put a new roof on the house. I had for CB, I had a, a tower and a big directional antenna with a rotor on it. And 
so I was just but my my that was that was a big thing I had going back then, and I used to use the C used to use the CB because then I got walkie-talkies, and I could I actually could go up to the I could go up to the top of the building where I worked downtown, and they had a balcony out there, and I could go out on the balcony with this little handheld uh, CB walkie-talkie I had. They were, I know they're not that big. And I could actually converse with my wife pretty much any time. Sometimes you couldn't, but uh, usually every day I could contact her. And that was, you know, it was about 10 miles. Well, you know, I had... good for that, right? I know about the CB. Back when I was doing broadcasting in college, the, 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 the big CB craze was on. And there was, of course, uh, C.W. McCall and, uh, and his <laughs> song as well. Thanks, Bill. We have another hand to go as well. Uh, Joe, can you unmute yourself, please? Okay. Good, good morning. Okay. Anyway, uh, it, it actually brings back memories to me. At the Braille School of Fairville, Minnesota, we did have a hand operator, totally blind, Jay Williams, and I never forget his call, W0WCD, and you could, we could pick it up sometimes on a talking book machine, and he he had his radio way up on the third floor on on West Cottage, and so it was about midnight on a Friday, and I heard him. I thought I'm I'm going to go up there and visit him, and I went up there, and he said, "No, you you you're not supposed to do this." <laughs> he was because he had a ham license. He was actually privileged to work up there on the third floor of West Cottage any time he felt like it. But the rest of us schnooks. We <laughs> We had to obey, but anyway, I, I I did study some code, but I didn't really get into it that much. But anyway, the the memories in my memory bank at Presto. <laughs> well, fortunately, it's come a long way, and you don't have to have code anymore, right, Jeff? To get no, your license. no more code anymore. That's that's been long gone. As a matter of fact, uh, I remember going to the FCC on Berwick Street in in uh, Lower Manhattan. Back in 1970, I guess it was 1972, I guess it was, got my upgraded from my novice to my general and took the code test. And, boy, was I nervous. But those are the days, man, I'll tell you. And, and when I tell you, I was nervous. I was nervous. Oh, yeah, I remember that, too. And, yeah, we did ours at a bar and took the test. I don't know why it was at a bar, but... It's pretty good. Um, you could kind of cut the edge off just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, for those uh, yeah. that are into ham radio and stuff like that, right now the solar activity is a lot higher than it's been in a while. And uh, like the uh, the old CB band is actually quite active during the yeah. day. Oh, yeah, and, and go to 10 meters, Tim, and you'll hear lots of the DX on 10 meters. I remember getting that 40-channel CB and then it having all those extra channels. I always pushed the envelope. Got 40 above that and 40 below, down below. And, um, and Dave... Were you a CB at one time? Oh, yeah, I was ham operator, too. But... 
Dave Rinkin. No, you know, I I would never oh, I'm sure, do anything I'm, like that. Oh, no. Well, no. Did you have a tower on top of the roof of your house, Dave, yes, when you were a CB? Did. Where, where did you have your antenna? No, it, well, I had a, I had a, a, a beam. I had a beam room. on top of my house. It was a ham as well. And I, I, you know, I had a ham license. I just haven't used it for a long time. Is your license still active? As far as I know, it is. I, I forget. I forget when I. It wasn't too long ago I renewed that. Okay. That's well, a, I, I never. I was never really a CBer except that that my roommate in college had a CB in his car, and we used to listen <laughs> to it all the time. And I, we'd monitor Channel 19 whenever we were traveling on the thruway and stuff like that. I used to that love to talk to different states. We had something called, and I talked to forty some different states. Of course. The statute of hopefully he's ran out, but we weren't exactly running at four watts either. <laughs> we understand no, I, that. I think most of them weren't. No. I think somebody else probably ran it higher than that. Well, too. you ought to see what a thousand watts does to your electric bill. Oh, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. Did your mother give you a hard time back when she saw the bill, Dave? Or what? Was, no, because it was at my own house at that time. Oh, okay. I had something called a Maverick. Oh, man, that thing could... You you know what a 1,000 watts does? We had that when I was in my apartment in uh, Syracuse in college, and it was old wire. Put a 1,000, and the lights start to dim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My neighbor that lived above me in the apartment, I don't know how much he had, but his radio would come through my TV, the toaster. (laughs) Then we went to transistor-type. Uh, amplifiers, and then they weren't as bad, but they weren't as good as the old tube type that had to warm up. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, those boys could work. They were hot, too. You know, but I don't I don't think they sell anything like that anymore. Used to have another one called a black cat. Oh my oh, God! You bring it back some memories. Oh my yeah. God, Bill! Yeah. Oh my! You bring it back the uh, dead, dead neurons in my brain here. <laughs> the, the the black cat, yeah, that was, that was, whatever. And that old chicken choker, they called it the D one o four. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> the chicken choker. <laughs> the chicken choker, and then they had the Turner microphone. Remember oh, yeah. that one? <laughs> yeah. Turner plus yes. I think that one, two, and three. Yeah. And, and weren't there microphones when you push a button that would put an echo on your audio as well? I mean, I remember, yes. oh, yeah. oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember those. Oh, yeah. Well, there must have been some power mics because I know there was one guy in our, when I was on the CB at home and he would, gosh, he would go for three channels. You could hear him on three channels whenever he got oh, on. Do you remember that one mic that used to squeal when you came on? That eee. Oh, the Brownie Golden Eagle. Yeah, yeah that's the Golden, Golden Eagle. Eagles, yes. That's right. Yep. And and one time you didn't made a CB radio, but you could. But if you cut some wires in the uh, in the in the on the chassis, um, then you could go into the ham band on ten meters. Well, that radio had a problem, and it would break. And if you had to send it back to Uniden, here's, the, here's what really got me upset, and I got rid of the radio as quickly as I could at that point, Dave. Hmm. They would fix it for you, and then they would epoxy the chassis, the epoxy the circuit board, so you couldn't cut the wires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. But they I didn't tell that. you that Dave was smart enough to put a little thing on the side so you could 
do your channels that way. So I I took. Um, <laughs> you need a Dremel to know, drill that. I don't know if I still have it or not. But I took a calculator. This was it was back in like 1984. And I turned that into, I made a little circuit board, and you put that in the radio. And then you could just use that as a keyboard. You could just punch in any place you wanted to go. Well, here's a face of collision and a catch. Now, that's pretty good, Dave. i got to tell you, um, that really is pretty... But you never never caught the house on fire with all the electronic stuff you did, did you? No, no. Say, I I don't know if this will pick this up, you guys, but... What channel is that, Tim? I hear it, Tim. I hear it. (laughs) That's it. That's CB. Well, there was a C. I don't even know the name of the song. It was called the Blue Knight or something. It wasn't by. It wasn't by C. W. McCall, but was another song. uh, A White Knight, the White Knight or something. No, that was turned Jeff on by Cletus. Cletus Cletus Maggart. Do you have that song, Tim? Oh, I do. Yes. You know what? Maybe we'll play that. Yeah, you can do that. The white well, that brings man. back some memories for me. Oh, my God. That was a pretty and good And by song. the way, um, real quick, my Tim at legendoldies.com is back. So, got it working. So. Very good, Tim. Very good. Do you want me to find that song for you, Tim? Oh, I have it. I know where okay. it is. Okay. All right. I get my music fix off. That guy had such an evil laugh in that song, too. Yeah. I'm going to treat you right? Yeah, I remember that song. I do remember yeah. it quite well. As a matter of fact, WLF in Syracuse, when the CB craze was really hot, they had a CB in the studio, and you could contact them on Channel 15. On what, I forgot what channel it was. And, and you could put you could you know talk to the radio announcer and ask for a request. That only lasted for a while, uh, and the announcers didn't want to be bothered by the CB every minute of the day because they were trying to run the show as well. But they did have that available for a while. Oh, I've never seen a radio station do that. But I remember we used to, I had a job, was a volunteer job, monitoring the React channel, Channel 9. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day, seven days a week between 1 and 3. And there was a channel, I don't remember it was, and, and, it, and it all I remember is that they would whistle. Yeah. Like, just don't remember, I don't remember the channel, but that's what you'd hear on that. And they'd tickle each other by whistling like that to each other. But my radios never stayed 1 through 23. Then it went to 40. Then it was, <laughs> I don't know how many channels. How did you get the upper and lower channels past Email. 40 and one new message. Bill Sparks 9,660 uh, at Gmail. I got my phone to shut up. We had, um... What did we do? We uh, somebody calling Tim's show. Yeah, you, you had to do a little work. <laughs> had to do a little bit of work, but yeah, a little toggle switch. And some radios, those unit radios were pretty good. Those presidential series, like the Jacksons and the Washingtons, and yeah, oh man, Cobra two thousand, Cobra, yeah, yeah. Boy, I had a lot of lot of fun with those radios. I remember back. Let's see. This would have been 1983. 
Uh, I guess it was a little later than that. But anyway, I was I was doing part-time work for a radio station here, WIYQ, which doesn't exist anymore. And um, I, my fill-ins were usually in the evenings, and so and and the radio station was the, on the top of the mountain, and I would go up there, and when I'd be doing fill-ins, and especially they broadcasted the pirate baseball games, and so. I didn't have a whole lot to do other than run the spots when when it was necessary. So I would go outside and get in the car and use the CB. But when I first started, it interfered with the limiter on the trans, you know, that was connected up to the transmitter. And uh, I had to get some filters because people could hear what I was saying on there. Not so good. Sometimes we'll go into some of our satellite memories of our big ugly dishes back in the day and how we could <laughs> have that radio receiver and get all those radio channels. And Oh, yeah. I remember oh. my, uh, my, my, my mother and father-in-law when I was married uh, in Long Island had that. And I was sitting there listening to the TV remotes, listening to all the stuff you're not supposed to hear because they were talking back and forth. And that was a lot of fun back then. Bill. Hey, this was internet radio in the wild, wild west. WGN and a lot of stations were on back then on the satellite, and that was so cool. You could listen to all those Cub games and no commercials and all of those things, all the networks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I could, well, I have over 2,000 dishes installed since I, when I after uh, since I started selling them, I don't anymore. But um, it was a they, they were so much fun because there really wasn't anything you couldn't listen to. Yeah, no, there wasn't. They, and I got that radio. I ordered it extra. That SCPC radio and oh boy, yeah, yeah. Boy, it was but, something. And unfortunately, commercial interest ruined it for all of us. I just ruined it for all of us. And if I wanted to watch, man, I'm probably going to, you won't have to worry about me being on here or get arrested. I, we just changed our zip code so we could watch the Sunday ticket and get it for free. <laughs> if you're on the blackout here, yeah. Yeah, we did the same thing with Norma. I said, let me do, let me get, there was a cable channel or sat called Prime Ticket. And I remember going, I said, yeah, let me just, and I'm sitting there listening to a radio station in Los Angeles because when the when Prime Ticket wasn't running, you could listen to KKGO out in San Francisco, out in Los Angeles. And I'd sit there listening, and my father at the time would say, yeah, you know, they're, they're putting up a billboard of all the sports coming on. Don't, don't touch that dish. I want to watch what's coming on at about 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I guess, well, we're out of time, but I know you can look forward to some CB magic right there on Radio Tim Show. We are just really radio guys at heart, just geeks. I think that's really what we are, so... Definitely geeks. Definitely, 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 definitely. Well, guys, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, everybody on the panel. And Jeff, all the callers, everybody, thank you. And have a great week.